0: Hello, this is part two of my podcast from Will's Asylum about Alexander Hamilton, the 29th chapter of the Federalist Papers on the regulation of the militia to the state of New York. I'll continue on with the next part here. Um, Always refer to part one if you want some context, but... I'm just going to continue on here as if, assuming that everyone, it, everyone, I hey, seem like, hey, pretend like there's going to be people that listen to this. <laughs> uh, I'll just continue on here with the next paragraph here. Thus, differently from the adversaries of the proposed Constitution, should I reason on the same subject, deducing arguments of safety from the very sources which sources which they represent as fraught with danger and perdition. But how the national legislature may reason on the point is a thing which neither they nor I can foresee. There is something so far-fetched and so extravagant in the idea of danger to liberty from the militia that one is at a loss, whether to treat it with gravity or with reality, whether to consider it as a mere trial of skill, like the paradoxes of rhetoricians, as a disingenuous artifice to instill prejudices at any price, or as the serious offspring of political fanaticism. Where in the name of common sense are our fears to end if we may not trust our sons, our brothers, our neighbors, and our fellow citizens, what shadow of danger can there be from men who are daily mingling with the rest of their countrymen, and who participate with them in the same feelings, sentiments, habits, and interests? What reasonable cause of apprehension can be inferred from a power in the Union to prescribe regulations for the militia and to command its services when necessary, while the particular states are to have the sole and executive appointment of the officers? If it were possible seriously to indulge a jealousy of the militia upon any conceivable establishment under the federal government, the circumstance of the officers being in the appointment of the states ought at once to extinguish it there can be no doubt that this circumstance will always secure them to a preponderating influence over the militia in reading many of the publications against the constitution a man is apt to imagine that he is pursuing some ill-written tale or romance which instead of natural and agreeable images exhibits to the mind nothing but frightful and distorted shapes discoloring and defiguring whatever they represent and transforming every single thing it touches into a monster. This is a very foresight laden chapter by Alexander Hamilton. He talks here about how some people are bringing up against this idea of the local militia and the right to bear arms that the people what does it say as a disingenuous artifice to instill prejudice at any price or as the serious offspring of political fanaticism even when this was written at the very beginning or even this was written before the beginning of the country even at this time the powers that be realized the possibility and the danger that can creep into an army or a militia when they become endangered by political fanaticism or something else and his solution here is very interesting because it's not the solution that any, not one Republican I've ever heard talk about this. His proposition, which is the original proposition that everyone agreed to, is that the states, as in the United States, the individual states, have the sole and exclusive appointment of officers this was intended to curb political fanaticism and to make sure that the militia is doing its job which i had said in the previous show that the militia had two essential jobs defend from outside threats and enforce the laws we see our current political fanatic gun nuts are they doing either of those We have a police force. We don't need you to enforce the law. I'm sorry we don't, and guess what? You're not anywhere near as powerful as the army, so you might as well give up on that battle. You're not gonna beat (laughs) the US branches of military. I'm sorry. You and your little Alabama group of weirdos with your AR-15s aren't gonna beat the federal government. That's just a fact. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry to break it to you, but this whole we need in case our government rebels against us, which it does talk about that, as I said in the last episode, if a national army tries to take over the local militia, you have the right to fight back. But guess what? Uh, that, that already came and went. We're way past that now. Well, you, you're going to go fight the army? <laughs> They're going to destroy you. <laughs> They've got tanks. What do you got? A Ford (laughs) F-150? You really think you have a chance against these guys? No, of course not. (laughs) It's ridiculous. The whole reason... I I would even argue between the National Guard and the police force, we have almost no... We don't even need militias. Therefore, the whole point of the right that they love so much is not even existing anymore. We could almost do without guns. Why does anyone other than a police officer really need a gun? Now, I understand there are legitimate uses for firearms like hunting. If you live on a farm, there's a lot of scenarios where you can legitimately own a gun and I wouldn't have a problem. But why does an individual american need not just you know i'd like that no 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 they it's so it's a sacrament to them guns are a sacrament it's not oh i would like to have this no no no, no. they must have their ar15s <laughs> if you want to go hunting go hunting hunting rifles in terms of mass destruction of people aren't that dangerous Handguns, much more destructive. Air 15s, much more destructive. The whole purpose of having these rifles was to form a militia under the governance of the state. If you have lost that, then you don't really have a leg to stand on anymore. You just like guns because it's sort of like a show of power. And it's sort of a virtue signal. In a way, you're saying, I'm more American than you. I care about freedoms. You guys don't care about freedoms. You only care about your liberal nonsense. Or maybe, maybe, you're not really very, uh... Maybe, you gun nuts, aren't actually that uh, faithful to your founding documents as you think you are. It's just a virtue signal and the right wing constantly Constant oh are you guys just virtue signal blah, blah 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 okay whatever dude both sides virtue signal to until the cows come home the left side makes you want to think that they're all nice and cuddly and that yeah we're accepting of everybody and whatever until you disagree with them slightly and then all that goes right out the window But the same goes for the right wing. They're all about freedom and democracy and liberty until you start pushing policy they don't agree with. And then they start taking out guns on you. (laughs) It's actually crazy. Do you actually love democracy? This is a real question. Do you actually love democracy if as soon as you start not getting your way, you resort to violence? Is that democracy? Because it doesn't sound like you actually believe in our system. It sounds like you just want to get what you want to get. <laughs> Which, congratulations, you're not any more moral or more virtuous than any other political g- political group that has ever existed. I'm sorry to break it to you. You're not more moral.
1: You're not better than
0: them. You're the same, if not worse, actually crazy to me that these people actually are so delusional to think that they're the virtuous ones and both sides do it i could talk i I could say the same things over and over and over again no one no one ever listens nobody has an ounce of nuance in their thought not a single one of them i'm gonna keep going here Because I'm riled up now. Which is the whole point of this podcast, by the way. It's Will's Asylum. It's my insane insane ramblings. Here you go. This is primetime insane ramblings. I should be institutionalized. Let's go. A sample of this is to be observed in the exaggerated and improbable suggestions which have taken place respecting the power of calling for the services of the militia. That of New Hampshire is to be marched to Georgia that of georgia to new hampshire of new york to kentucky and that of kentucky to lake chaplain nay the debts are due to the french and dutch are to be paid in militia men instead of Louis dior and ducats uh, at one moment there is to be a large army to lay prostrate the liberties of the people at another moment the militia of virginia are to be dragged from their homes five of 600 miles to tame the Republican contumacy of Massachusetts, and that of Massachusetts is to be transported an equal distance to subdue the refractory haughtiness of of the aristocratic Virginians. Do the persons who rave at this rate imagine that their art or their eloquence can impose any conceits or absurdities upon the people of America for infallible truths? If there should be an army to be made use of as the engine of despotism, what need of the militia literally my whole point if there should be no army whither would the militia irritated by being called upon to undertake a distant and hopeless expedition for the purpose of riveting the chains of slavery upon a part of their countrymen direct their course but to the seat of the tyrants who had meditated meditated so foolishly as well as so wicked a project to crush them in their imagined entrenchments of power and to make them an example of the just vengeance of an abused and incensed people in is this the way in which usurpers stride to dominion over a numerous and enlightened nation do they begin by exciting the destination of the very instruments of their intended usurpations do they usually commence their career by wanton and disgustful acts of power Calculated to answer no end, but to draw upon themselves universal hatred and execration. Are suppositions of this sort the sober admonitions of discerning patriots to a discerning people? Or are they inflammatory ravings of incendiaries or distempered distempered enthusiasts? If we were even to suppose the national rulers actuated by the most ungovernable ambition... It is impossible to believe that they would employ such preposterous means to accomplish their designs. Here is one of the dynamite paragraphs of this thing. A lot. This goes back to the whole January 6th thing. The insurrection. Now, I do think some people tend to overblow this incident in that... The capital was never in real danger of being taken over. That's true. But what it indicates is very concerning. It indicates something that Alexander Hamilton calls insane. He says that the militia would take it upon themselves to usurp the seat, the, what they perceive to be the seat of the tyrants. He sees this, and I also see this as the most anti-american anti-democratic act of treason that one can make here we go i gotta read this again just because it's so amazing are suppositions of this sort the sober admonitions of discerning patriots to a discerning people Or are they the inflammatory ravings of incendiaries or distempered enthusiasts? I don't know. Were the January 6th people? Were they insane ravings? Or were they just enthusiasts going wild? Or did they actually have a rational plan in mind? Just recently, as in yesterday, I saw interrogation footage from one of the January 6th. Rioters slash insurrectionist people. And listening to that interview was so crazy because it's obvious from listening to that interview, he literally says it, that these people are crazy. Inflammatory ravings of incendiaries, distempered enthusiasts. That's exactly what these people are. These aren't real patriots. These aren't people who want to, quote, defend your freedoms. they are people who, in this guy's case, I actually feel bad for him he was manipulated by right-wing press and Alec... Can't say that. In uh, Lord Voldemort's show, he was manipulated by those types of things into believing that his only reasonable option was to usurp the U.S. government. And this guy simultaneously claims to be a great American and a great patriot. I'm sorry... You're not a great American and a great patriot if as soon as democracy turns the tides on you, you resort to violence. That is just the truth. If you want to be a true proponent of democracy, then guess what? What the people says goes. And you don't have the right to argue with them. You don't have the right to take it into your own hands to enact violence on somebody just because you didn't get your way. That's childish. Foolish action. That's what children do. You tell them no candy and they break lamps. That's how children act. That's not how adult patriots act. I'm almost done here. I raved about most of the things I wanted to rave about. It's funny how this whole thing could apply to me. The impassionate, ram- the inflammatory ravings of incendiary people could be me, could not be. I'm just telling you what I think. Take it with a massive grain of salt because I do not know anything and I am insane, which is why I'm in an asylum blocked from the inside. Here we go, final paragraph. <clears throat> in times of insurrection, wow, literally prediction, or invasion, it would be natural and proper that the militia of a neighboring state should be marched into another to resist a common enemy, or to guard the Republic against the violence of faction or sedition. This was frequently the case in respect to the first object in the course of the late war. And this mutual succor is indeed a principal end of our political association. If the power of affording it be placed under the discretion of the Union, there will be no danger of a supine and listless inattention to the dangers of a neighbor till its near approach had supper added the incitements of self-preservation to the two feeble impulses of duty and sympathy. So this final paragraph just says, if an insurrection or invasion would do happen, the militia, which is what these people think they are, is supposed to come stop them if the militia is causing the insurrection who stops the militia (laughs) this just goes to show you not one of them truly understands what they're even out to do or what their rights are it's very clear if you want to have guns you want to wield them you want to have a militia guess what you have to be under the authority of the state you must have and an officer exclusively appointed by the state. None of these right-wing, insane, borderline terrorist groups have this. And they claim to be patriots. I think after reading the Federalist Paper, Chapter, 39, chapter 29, just finish the entirety of it in two parts here, it is very, very clear that in the eyes and the minds of our founding fathers, they would look at this sort of behavior as un-American, undemocratic, irrational, and disgusting. All right, I can breathe out a little bit here. All right, that's about all the thoughts I have on that. I would like to go to a programming note here. Um, My goal is to do current events slash easy stuff. I would consider this a pretty easy topic because eh, it's kind of obvious. I mean, if you anyone I grew up reading all kinds of American history. And I was always bothered by things because nobody reads. Nobody reads, nobody cares about the facts. So I literally decided, you know what? You know what? I'm going to spoon-feed these people. Which not saying everyone listening is these people I'm talking to, but you know, maybe you could share it with somebody who uh thinks that they're an american and a demo- and a democratic person uh i decided i'll i'll personally read it to you and spoon feed it to you in 30 minute chunks so that maybe just maybe i can get through to one of these idiot gun nuts <laughs> all right i said i was going to the programming note and i went on another rant well guess what that's that's wills asylum for you all right um Here we go. Programming note, I'm going to try to alternate weeks between doing current events slash easy things to talk about and more complicated, more uh, in-depth philosophy shows. Right now, I think I've done two political shows, the Libertarian one, which eh, I could have done better, but it's it's the first one. Well, you're gonna kill me or what, all right. Second one, I'm very happy with this. I read through an entire document that i find to be very important and very enlightening ironically enlightenment Uh so so i'm going to try to alternate weeks between a philosophical topic and a political topic obviously that might change if something crazy happens um i think uh i might even do a book analysis of a book i'm not gonna 100 say i'm gonna do this because it's quite an undertaking but i'm gonna read uh the dialectic of enlightenment which i have read parts of on pdf but not the entire thing so if i can get through that then i will have a full hopefully probably two or three probably actually probably end a more than that but a couple of shows on uh the dialectic of enlightenment which is a book coming out of the frankfurt school talking all about how enlightenment thinking is inherently totalitarian and that that quote age of reason that it ushered us into is really the age of irrationality and how even mystical religions accomplish things better than our current rationality so it's anti-western i love anything anti-western um I think that's the end of my programming note. Um, Yeah. This was Will's Asylum on the Federalist Paper 29 by Alexander Hamilton on the role of guns and uh, the militia in regards to the state. If you have any questions or suggestions, I don't know how you can contact me. I don't know how this works. But if there's a thing that you can do that on, then do that.